National Association for the Visual Arts is the peak body protecting and promoting the professional interests of the Australian visual arts. Nava in Conversation is a series exploring the issues and challenges of working in the sector. We speak with artists, curators and administrators to gain insight into the experiences of contemporary practice and seek to propose ideas for change, progress and resilience in both local and global contexts. So my name is Susie, Susie Rugg, and I'm the Kids and Families Coordinator here at the MCA. We are in the middle of our big summer show, Pipilotti Wrist, so that's been uh, a really big and really exciting program and exhibition to work on. How have you seen kids engage with it? Obviously the show is very kind of interactive and tactile and more informal mm. and more engaging. How has that worked? Well, I was in here last weekend and the galleries were full of children. Uh, and it was really wonderful. They all seemed to be having a really terrific time. I took my two kids into the exhibition and they loved it. There's a room in there that has like this giant Alice in Wonderland chairs, um, which the kids can climb on and take their shoes off. And actually for a large part of the exhibition, you are asked to take your shoes off. And I think that kids just love any excuse to take their shoes off. And again, it just breaks down that barrier again. They're comfortable as soon as they walk in because they know they can sit on things, they can take their shoes off. Um, there are some elements and some artworks that you can't touch. So, so there is a, you know, a slight kind of challenge there in saying, well, you can touch this, but actually you can't touch this. But I think kids have been so far pretty respectful of it because there are enough spaces in there that they can really kind of you know, cut loose and, and have fun. Very unusually, there was the kids opening that happened before the formal opening of the exhibition. How did that work? Well, I'd like to take credit for that, but that was actually Pippalotti's idea. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently she'd been trying to do a family opening for years at, other, at all kinds of other galleries and it just hadn't worked out for various different reasons. But I think the MCA by nature is a very yes kind of a place. So we jumped on it very early on. Um, and it was a huge success. We had 500 people, about 300 kids. Um, they were, they walked down like a green carpet, entered with a bubble, smoke-filled bubble machine. Um, they got to see the exhibition first. And then in the creative studios, we also had art making. Um, and then we had a dessert station as well. <laughs> so um, it was basically like the biggest and most amazing kids' birthday party you've ever been to. But they loved it and we had um, some representatives from our kids committee. We also have a kids committee that uh, introduced Pipilotti and it was a really warm and really friendly uh, and really fun way of launching the exhibition. And I think it also just sent a really strong message out to the press and to the media that this exhibition is friendly and, you know, is kid friendly um, and families and kids are really welcome and are seen as a really key audience for this exhibition. So there's a work called Pixel Forest, which is probably the most Instagrammed artwork uh, on Instagram at the moment. So it's the one that you'll see with lots of kind of, they're like curtains of glass globule lights that light up in different colours to this beautiful soundscape. It's amazing for kids because it kind of has a pathway that, that, that weaves through the centre so it's um, it's a really magical experience the kids have of weaving their way through these colour changing lights 
it can be a little bit daunting for little kids, but my five-year-old loved it, didn't want to leave. And what you find is that you'll have little pockets of people and kids just sort of sitting down in different spaces as well. So they're really taking that time to sit down and really kind of experience um, that artwork and the changing of the lights, and it's, it's very exciting for kids. The apartment is one of the major works in the exhibition, and it's kind of a very large space that's laid out almost kind of like the interior of an apartment. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's a real life replica of Piccolotti's apartment, but it's um, it's got a dining table set up, it's got lounges, there's a bed, there's a giant chandelier made of underpants. But it's really magical because there are there are lots of little projections scattered throughout the entire space. So some of them are very obvious. There's a, a giant projection um, of kind of like a, a universe that and starscape that is on the bed and so children can lie in the bed and then the the projections cover them as they're in the bed so it's really magical and very um, um what do you say immersive immersive and then there are tiny little projections there's one that's about the size of a 20 cent piece which is hidden in the carpet which i didn't see but my five-year-old found so this she plays with scale in really interesting ways and i think kids always find that very magical there's another scene which is inside a crate, which is which is a miniature version of an apartment that kids have to climb up the stairs and then look over. Uh, and I think that the sense of you know the kind of the dollhouse scale of that is is really exciting for kids as well. The, the sense of all the miniatures and the detail in them is amazing. And there's a giant moon inside the box, so it's all very kind of um, it's all very kind of magical as well. Uh, and then there's another space in there, which again, you can take your shoes off and lie down on big cushions and watch a video as it wraps around the wall. You can sit on all of the couches as well. So I think you can hop from chair to chair to chair to chair to chair as well. So kids find that really exciting. So that that's probably um, the work that I think uh, is most uh, most interactive for kids because there are so many different things. To do. You could spend an hour, you could spend an hour in that room just finding all of the details. Um, so that's well, that's also my personal favourite work. <laughs> and then the room, uh, the Alice in, Wonder, Alice in Wonderland room with the giant couches is also just incredible again because it's playing with scales. So you've got these tiny little people on these enormous couches watching TV with a giant remote. And I just think kids find that kind of funny and interesting and, again, a little bit magical. Yeah, there actually are no wool texts in the entire exhibition, um, which is which was interesting for us as well because we're like, well, how do we facilitate, uh, you know, and how do we kind of give people information and, and, and I, you know, information about this exhibition? But I think that's also been really kind of freeing and liberating for people as well that they don't feel like they have to understand the work because there isn't even any information there that they have to interpret. They're invited from the get-go just to experience it. And whatever your experience is of this exhibition is valid and, you know, and worthwhile and, you know, and true as well. It's really important that children and families are visible in galleries. I think particularly in a contemporary art museum where I think people can kind of have the impression maybe that it might be stuffy or very serious or very exclusive. I think just even the presence of having children and families in the galleries really breaks down those barriers that you have to have all of this assumed knowledge and you have to be a certain type of people to be in these spaces and appreciate this art. Um, and I think that, you know, we, we really believe in family learning as well and fostering a relationship with the museum very early on. 
So that's why programs like, for example, Art Play that's running this morning, it's not even actually in the galleries. So we, we have activities in there that relate to artworks. But for us, it's more about that experience of making this a place that families come to, you know, that children come to, so that they develop that relationship with the building very early on. Because I think if you develop that relationship really early on, and kids have no fear. Kids don't think, I don't know what that means. They just bring their own meaning um, and they're curious. And I think that if you can establish that relationship early on, it will then develop into a lifelong kind of relationship with art and with the museum. And it breaks down that, that sense of fear that, you know, that an adult might have had that hasn't had that experience in a museum as a child because they just don't have that apprehension. Yeah, so for the last sort of four year, four or five years maybe, we've been doing um, a, a family kind of breakout space for the main summer show. So this year, obviously, it's for Pippolotti, so it's Sundays with Pippolotti, we have to sort of make a disclaimer that the artist will not be present because there was some confusion about whether or not Pippolotti would actually be there. She's not there. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's a really fun space that we open up just on Sundays in the foyer of the National Centre for Creative Learning. But I think with Pippolotti Rist, it was really interesting because she loves kids and she saw children and families as a really key audience for this exhibition from the get-go. So it wasn't necessarily one that we had to think, oh, how can we make this easier for families? It was kind of more about how can we expand on these ideas and what do we need to even offer anything else because the exhibition itself is so family friendly. So um, actually, to be perfectly honest, when the idea came up about doing the family space, I was a bit hesitant because I sort of thought, well, this exhibition is interactive. It is really tactile. Do we need something else outside of this exhibition? But I think that um, eventually we decided that we still do because I think families still appreciate a space that they can really relax in and touch things and put ideas into practice in a different way. So we did create the family space and I'm really glad we did because families have been really enjoying it. So we have a room in there which is full of um, projectors. Uh, and then people can experiment with collage and different kinds of transparent materials to create kind of Pippi-esque illuminated scenes. Uh, the most interesting thing about that is that when I tested it with our kids committee, they were so blown away because they'd never seen an overhead projector. So I love the irony that this really old technology was actually really new technology for the kids and for, you know, for the children that actually interacted with the space. So it's been hugely popular and incredibly beautiful. The, the, the collages and the, um, the images that they're making are really beautiful. And then in the foyer space, it's again another kind of simple activity using mirrors and collage so it's kind of working on that idea of um, of kind of the convergence of images and the way that Pippi uses the videos but they sometimes wrap around walls or intersect uh, at sort of different angles so we've got some um, angled mirrors and then collages so people make kind of like a kaleidoscopic collage using the mirrors and then they're invited to take an image and then they get these again very Pippolotti inspired images. And then we have uh, some mirror boxes and all kinds of um, different sort of flowers and natural elements that people can experiment with in those boxes. And then we have a bookshelf of books that Pippolotti chose because she really loves children's books as well. So we asked her what her favourite children's books were and she gave us a list. So we have this, um, yeah, really beautifully curated selection of Pippi's favourite books as well. So it's a small space, but... It, um, it does really well, I think, at exploring, you know, different ideas in Pippi's practice, and it's all very hands-on. So people have been, yeah, really enjoying it. 
I mean, it makes sense to be doing a lot of screen-based stuff because her work is so video-based and that kids then also engage inherently with screen or with pop culture. So there seems to be, yeah, a really consistent thread that's funny. Yeah, there is, except we've done it in a... It's all very lo-fi. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of screens and a lot of technology in the exhibition. It's, it's all sort of relatively lo-fi, but actually in ours... There are no screens at all. I mean, there are the overhead projectors, but um, but it's yeah, it's simplified again, you know, even further. And I do think parents appreciate that because kids do have a lot of screen time. So I think experimenting with you know with other materials and other ways of of creating those kinds of images has been really interesting for them. Kids are coming with their parents. Feels like for this exhibition, particularly, kids are kind of taking back some of that space. Um, that was traditionally for adults. Um, how has that worked in this show? Well, I think like, just from my personal experience of taking my kids in there, I felt like I was very much being led by my child, you know, because they were so excited by the different, the different sort of things in the exhibition that it felt very much like they were taking my hand rather than I was taking their hand. And it is, that role reversal is really interesting. Um, because you are sort of seeing the exhibition from their eyes, and and I think that that's what Pippi, you know, that's what Pippi Lottie, I, I think probably had the intention of, and why she saw um, this exhibition as so key for families. Because so much of this exhibition is about her her own personal experience and her own childhood and her own memories. So I think that there's something really lovely about that sense of having a child take you through the exhibition um, and seeing it through their eyes. I think it's a really lovely layer, actually. I think if you if you take kids to see a whole lot of different things, they're not always going to be as interactive as Pippalotti, but there there are always going to be things in there that they remember or take away. But I think it's that normalisation of this is a place that you can go, this is a place that you're welcome, this is a place that has a place for you. Um, I really do think just establishes that pattern that that museums and cultural institutions are a place that that we go to. They're not just something that. You know, we might very rarely go to and be a little bit afraid of. It's just part of part of the culture and part of what we do is to visit these places. And that they're fun too, you know, they can be fun. And also to kind of talk about ideas or to talk about meaning or to talk about aesthetics, even if it's in a very uh, elementary way, that can be really beneficial to kids. And for their imagination as well, because I think that's what most artworks, particularly in a contemporary art museum, do, is they just ask you to kind of expand your imagination and bring your own meaning and bring your own ideas to things, which for an adult who hasn't had that kind of exposure can be quite daunting. But kids just do that. You can ask kids the most basic open-ended question, but the meaning that they bring is incredible. And I think for an adult, that's really interesting as well to, to kind of almost have a child help them unpack it. And I think we do, we do things like the activity guides and the wall texts and the, the resources that we make, I think, are sometimes more for adults than children. They're a way to help the adult know how to interact with a child and how to interact with the art. So I think a child can probably can just exist in a museum and use their eyes and their senses to experience it. But I think that those resources help the family together navigate those spaces. So they give the they give the parents tools in a way and, and a series of questions and ways of looking so that so that they feel less intimidated as well. Because I think sometimes, you know, you you'll get a, a parent and they'll say, I don't my child asked me this question and I didn't know the answer. 
And I think that's okay. You know, the, the question is what is interesting about that interaction. It's not whether or not you have an answer to it because often there isn't an answer to it. It's about what you think and what meaning you bring. Mm -hmm. um, but I think sometimes, yeah, just giving them some basic tools to help navigate that process can be really helpful and make yeah, yeah. the parent feel less intimidated. And that's kind of nice too in terms of it being relationship building, you know, mm -hmm. where adults are spending time with their kids in a space that's removed from their everyday and that being kind of meaningful. And yeah, and I think that's where it should all begin. You know, I don't necessarily think that the content that we produce is there to challenge people necessarily. I think that's that can be a great outcome of it, but I think, yeah, ultimately what we want to encourage are these, you know, these moments that families come together in these spaces and, and it's about the day, you know, they've, they've arrived, they've got themselves ready, they've had those conversations before they've got here, they have a picnic together on the lawn. And that, yeah, the museum is kind of one piece in that, um, in that story of what that day looks like for that family and hopefully a really lovely piece that starts some conversations. The nature of these galleries is changing and kids and families are becoming a larger component what do you imagine that's going to look like in the future do you think that we're it's just going to keep growing i think so and i hope so and i think definitely internationally that very much seems to be the trend um and and with these kind of really participatory spaces as well there's something that i think if you if you don't offer a space like that now people really feel its absence it's not something that is kind of new and a bonus anymore to have these kind of spaces and um, and, and resources available to families, I think it is kind of expected. Um, and I think that that's terrific. I think that people come to museums now and they ask, what do you have for kids, not do you have anything for kids and families? And I think that if that continues to grow, then I think that can only ever be a great thing. I mean, at the MCA, we're limited a little bit by space, and I think most museums are because they weren't necessarily designed for that initially. So it does involve some rethinking and some redesign and some reallocation of space, um, which can be a little bit difficult to navigate at first. But I think that um, that it's definitely a conversation that we have all the time, and I think it's it's a key part of all of the exhibition meetings that we have. How is this relevant for a family audience? Um, you know, what what are the key works in this exhibition that we can that we feel respond. Um, you know, or relate to children and families. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a key part of all of our conversations across the building now as to how we can offer this to families or how families can be involved in this exhibition. Head to our website visualarts.net.au for more information on NAVA's advocacy and campaigns for improving the working environment for Australian artists and arts organisations.